0: What do I want? It's a question that everyone eventually has to ask
1: themselves. The key motivator for every action taken. The cause behind every effect. So, what do I want? I wanna go to a sporting event in every major venue. I wanna grow within my relationships with my friends and my family. I want the freedom to create without the fear of failure. I want to dream without being hindered by reality. I want to chase new passions, new experiences, and new goals. I want Old Milk to branch out of the box and try new things. I'm accomplishing some of these goals right now, and I know what I need to do to achieve the rest of them. However, the one thing you should take away from this commercial is, I want you to buy Old Milk merch. Hot girl shit. That's what we're doing. Filmy me. Talk about Meg the stallion today. Um all right. Tra- trauma is 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 the name. that's a that's a weird name,
0: yeah, I think I think it comes with the territory of just the situation that she's in mm-hmm. where the whole Tory Lane situation seems to be, have become tabloid material mm-hmm. where. It's a very, like, I have to imagine it's a traumatic situation. It's conti- like e- having to go through the court proceedings and then have every day on social media be only about that when it comes to her. Like, that has to be like a traumatic situation to begin with. But then for every day, it's to be like, hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? Hey, remember that? And then it's like a lot of people are like, no, we don't believe. Like, it's all convoluted. Yeah. So. It makes sense. It makes sense where it's like, yeah, my trauma has been turned into this like tabloid. You know what I mean? Because when I saw and it, it I was completely like, wrong. But honestly,
1: I was thinking in the same way because when I saw a trauma zine, I was like, okay, Trauma Magazine is that what she's going for? Um, to add on to your point, also the whole, well, I think I guess she's basically, oh, I guess they're still in t- court, but I think she's off the label now. The whole, um, her 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 life for the past two years has basically just been her in court and her making music I mean aside from like all the extra all the stuff we see on social media but she's been in she has like she has a thing with 1501 she has a thing with Tory Lanez as you mentioned and on top of that she's supposed to deliver
0: music every time which um she's doing a good job of so no yeah and like like everybody it's like that stuff like graduating college losing her Mm -hmm. mom being in the social media stuff it's like oh like you know that on the side but that's not the side that's like a huge huge part of it so it's like it's been a pretty whirlwind in the last couple of years that she came onto the scene and then became this like i don't know if it's right to say megastar necessarily but mm-hmm. it's like a different level of stardom than a lot of other people right now and like that's a lot of its personality based and a lot of it is like having endorsements with restaurants and in nike you know what i mean having this it's stuff that but-
1: hottie sauce from popeyes
0: well, right. There's been huge ups and huge downs, and I have to imagine for someone who I'm pretty sure is like close to our age, yeah, like that's gotta be like no, that's losing, I can't even imagine that
1: losing your closest family member and then going, just yeah, it's a lot. I that's I think that's why I I appreciate this album because of how she chooses to address these things and yeah. in a way where she isn't able to be in a way that we haven't seen her be vulnerable in the past I think that right. one thing that we've been missing from her music as I guess we're starting this episode is uh her vulnerable her vulnerable moments talking about and we kind of got a little bit of that on I want to say good news we kind of got a little bit of that but it wasn't to it wasn't to the depths that we have here so let's i guess we're starting the episode this is the cat podcast episode 316 i am nate Sproul, and that is taylor McCloud. thank you for watching and listening on youtube spotify apple Podcasts, uh amazon music stitcher and more do us a favor hit the like button and subscribe to the channel or the podcast page whatever um follow us on instagram twitter and tiktok at old milk media check out the old milk spin's playlist on spotify and youtube and check out all the old milk content on old milk.co. that being said taylor when was the last time I talked to you?
0: Quite a while ago. I don't know, 30, 40 minutes.
1: <laughs> if that, probably like realistically five. It's been a long time. Oh, yeah.
0: I was thinking beginning of the last Oh, one. yeah. No, so, I was talking yeah. about the end. Like five oh, minutes. In.
1: Talking about yeah. Rod Wave, Beautiful Mind, great album. I guess but
0: I guess you're probably right then.
1: Yeah. I, hey, man. You know, it's been a long time. Long time no see. You know? might have you know so here we are talking about meg the stallion traumazine 15 18 tracks excuse me 51 minutes long featuring key glock lotto pooh shiesty rico nasty Janae Iko, lucky day future sauce Walker, lil kiki and big pokey this is also her last album on 1501 records as reported and another thing i want to say is the, okay i guess we can start off by talking about did you see any promo around this album
0: with the exception of the song with Future that we don't have to talk about?
1: No. I I didn't see it till I think I I think I saw her get interviewed about the and one of the questions that came up was the Dwayne The Rock Johnson comment about him being her pet, which is hilarious um yo that
0: was a children's movie he was on a press run for <laughs> i mean you gotta put you gotta put the turtleneck back on his
1: yeah that hey I, I, at some i mean at some point we know that the rock can only keep his wwe foundation inside for so long at some point the 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 x-rated stuff has to slip out the mouth like he's been untouchable for what like 20 years since
0: I said he wanted to be her pet
1: yeah, I mean, hey man, you know, and... Oh, I'm not no commentary on the comments, <laughs> but I'm just, uh, and, and and KD tweeted that he wanted to drink someone's bathwater at some point. We you know, like they've all been there. <laughs>
0: yeah, Twitter has Twitter Twitter's got age age agreement, so you gotta sign up for it. If you're lying, then you're smart. You don't wanna I hey can't man, get into that. I either. I
1: another <laughs> another part of the press run that I saw aside from um Another part of the press run I saw was her being on Jimmy Kimmel and she has a, I forgot what the name the name of her dog is, but I guess, well, I guess, I guess The Rock is trying to earn that spot, but um, The Rock, if you want to be Megan Thee Stallion's pet, her current pet does tricks and listens to commands So, I mean, just trying to help, just trying to help somebody out. You feel me? Um, <laughs> <to> you. <laughs> that being said, this album is last thing before we actually get into the conversation around the music, this album is set to sell 50,000 first week I believe, which is amazing being that I haven't really heard anything about it. I was kind of surprised when it came out in the first place. So, that being said we we covered all the hullabaloo around the album or the hoopla. Um, What did you think about the music on Traumazine Taylor?
0: So, when artists drop these projects that are feel like you know commemorative or or I can't think of the exact word that I'm looking for but when they drop these projects that this is the end of my contract and like that is the purpose of this project is to get me off this contract we know what's been going on with Megan the label for the last couple years it feels like and Carl Crawford owns her old label Red Sox legend Carl Crawford
1: I see where it's a Red Sox
0: hat not he was terrible. <laughs> Horrible. <laughs> Horrible. They gave him like six years, $110 million or something like that, and he was bad for all of them. Oh, no. Until they traded him. Oh, my yeah. God. We don't talk about Carl Crawford in it's these like,
1: parts. It's like, it's like, it's like um, Jackie Bradley Jr., another one of your favorites.
0: Yeah, but he, he won two World Series. Carl Crawford came here as a huge free agent signing from Tampa and was god-awful. I mean, he's from Anyways. Tampa.
1: Tampa is basically that- the Patriots of the the... Of baseball if they let someone Absolutely. go there's a reason why you seen blake snell in san diego Horrible. No. terrible yeah. hey. anyway it's a, no. it's a wild how we started this episode talking about what we were actually going to talk about and then when we actually started the episode we started talking about baseball that's <laughs> anyway i know
0: anyways <laughs> when they make these when they make these projects there's definitely a, a, a an edge to them even like when frank ocean made endless to get out of that deal there's a certain there's a certain texture to it that it it feels like the end of something, and it feels like a a very liberating thing. And I think that a, like taking into consideration the name, taking into consideration everything that Meg the Stallion has been through in the last couple years, there is that vulnerability, but there's also still that edge that has always been with her music. But that edge used to be a lot of the you know, hot girl shit, and that's still on this project. You can't. It's undeniable, and that will be part of her brand forever. But there's also a very much a, a, a more jaded edge. There's a hardened edge that's like, all right, I've been through all this stuff in my personal life. I've been through all this stuff as a star in the last couple of years. And now everything is coming together. So it's like, it's not like an, I don't give a fuck thing. Cause it's not, she very clearly cares very much about all this stuff, but there's a, there's a part of it. It's like, Hey, I care about all this stuff, but I'm going to care about it how I care about it and how it affects me and focus on my part and all this and all the outside noise. Like, I don't give a fuck about that stuff. So I think this project more so than some other ones has a little more texture and has it a little more like real life built into it. And that makes it, that gives it so much more, it just makes it so much more like of a multidimensional project. And it's not so much like, all right, this one is for this specific demographic and this one is for these other people. And this one is for the TikTok, And this one is with Doge. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. very much a, this is Meg the Stallion as a rapper. This is Meg the Stallion as an artist who's been in the game for a couple years and has dealt with some bullshit and is like ready to deal with it on her terms and not on anybody else's terms.
1: Yeah, no, I <clears throat> excuse me. Um this this version of Meg is the version of Meg that she has to be if she wants to reach a level that everybody is projecting her to reach. Right. What I mean what I mean by that is as you said before, there's still real hot girl shit on, on the album. She also has tracks where she's claiming her spot at the top of female rap. Like NDA and Ungrateful to me seem like tracks that it's like, I'm tired of you guys acting like you're better than me. You're not better than me. Listen to this track. And at the end of it, if you're smart, you'll understand that you're not better than me. That's the right. energy that those tracks give off. And that's really the energy I've been searching for from Meg Thee Stallion for some time now um additionally she does get more versatile as well like as i said before nda red wine miss nasty star sweetest pie those are all tracks that some of the first off sweetest pie isn't really something i would have thought or isn't really something that meg two years ago would have done but her doing well when did that come out i think that came out this year but her whenever she did it like her teaming up with dua lipa is of uh, act that screams superstar before yes. i think that people were saying that she's a superstar and she was like she was owning it she was owning that she was a superstar but at the same time what are you really doing like how are you really what are you really putting forth that justifies that title for you i think that this album on this album the versatility throughout it similar to um, maybe not on that level, but similar to Cardi B's Invasion of Privacy, where we got like six or seven different sounds on one album and it all comes together so nicely. I think that this is a, this is Meg Thee Stallion's version of that. I think that she can go a step further or maybe two steps further and really, really reach that superstar status where she's able to do that like a Cardi B and also like a Cardi B, almost every song's a hit. Um, so I think that this might be the best album out of her whole body of work and to see that growth and especially at least for me someone who was kind of not ready to hop on the meg Thee stallion is the best female rapper in the world bandwagon i think that that argument is more palatable to me now after this album
0: yeah i she could spit obviously like mm-hmm. there's no there is no way about it like you listen to this project if you come out of it being like no nah, she can't rap then it's like you're going into it like that's that's a super super like hater mentality. Like you're going into it, you had your mind made up before you listen to this project. Because I don't know how you listen to these eighteen songs and come out of it and be like, no, I don't, I don't see it. But I, I don't think, know how you listen to any of the any of the music and be like, she can't rap. No, like, it's so exactly. clear that she can rap.
1: It's just what else?
0: Right. And I think this this project is really like you had this buzz as her as a superstar. And she's deserving of that superstar role. Like the the way that she stormed onto the scene and really stole the show. And it wasn't just like, oh, she was like falling backwards into these things and like had, you know, someone pushing her or whatever. Her own label was trying to hold her back and she still became like one of the 10 biggest stars in music. And now I think that her her artistry and the, the music is reaching that same level. So you're having this balance, which is when every superstar artist takes off. Mm-hmm. That is when when the buzz and the music meet and that's when you get the five year Drake run where it's like, oh, like, they don't miss. Like, it might not, like, a lot of people might have differing opinions on it, but it's, like, the overwhelming opinion is, like, this person doesn't miss. In this project, there are some misses on it. Like mm-hmm. I said, that future song really stands out to me because, yeah. like, you and I are huge, huge future fans. I wanted
1: to like it, but it it's just, something just isn't put together there. I don't know what it is, but it's just not.
0: That one, it feels a little like, all right, we got a future feature to get a future feature. Yeah. And not so much like future and I got to, like you know went in the booth and like we're like all right let's see how we can take our styles and put them together and I also thought that future's verse is pretty lazy yeah um he finished like he it,
1: finished like five lines with roll.
0: yeah I know and it, it's just like it, whatever it's future like I, that, that's the go greatest yeah. rapper alive greatest rapper <laughs> ever do it so I'm not gonna talk about it but like <laughs> like I don't I don't know what to tell it's you like, it's
1: like it's like Kedric on the mask off remix that we don't talk about.
0: That's what I'm saying. Exactly. So that's the only part in here that I really was like, ah, all right, like, that doesn't really match up to the buzz that a song like that should have. But, in ter- like, this whole project, and it just feels like such a, you know, I've dealt with this bullshit, and I came out the other side of it, and I'm about to take off now. Like, all this stuff, like, even though some of it's still going on, and we'll we'll see what happens with some of it, this just feels like a, hey, like, I'm done with all this stuff. I'm about to go, like, start killing on the on the music side, not that she wasn't before, but a lot of the other stuff was more like poppy and empowering. And there's a lot of poppy and empowering stuff on this project, but there's also just like an edge to it. That's like, Hey, like I can rap with anybody right now and I'm going to, mm-hmm. I'm not going to sacrifice that so I can, you know, whatever, rack up some other stuff on the other side. It's, it's very much a situation where this, this album was just really, really nice to, it's super powerful because of, how hard she's rapping and like the lyrics. And it's also just like a, it feels like a very like, I, I don't know exactly how to put it, but it's just an acceptance of everything that's happening. And it's like, all right, here's how I'm gonna deal with this. And there's nothing you can do about it.
1: What did you think about, there's two songs I wanna talk about. Um, The first one is Her. What did you think about that song?
0: Let me pull the track list up real quick. Sorry, mm-hmm. I had Rod wave up. I like her. I like how it comes right after the lotto feature. I think that's important that it comes after the lotto feature, especially with two two of you know, what what the four or five biggest women in rap right now. Mm-hmm. So I think I think it's just really well placed. I think because it's in that five spot and it's not to like talk about it like it's a, a baseball lineup or anything. I think of because of where it is, maybe it could have been more powerful a little farther down, maybe closer to the Rico nasty one. Like because I like that I like that idea. Right, exactly. I like the idea of putting that song with a very powerful feature from another woman. I I like that idea. Mm -hmm. So I think that song is is really important and it's great where it is. I think it could have worked in any of those spots. Mm
1: -hmm. I I like the verses on it. I just can't the hook is just it doesn't have the charisma that I'm expecting from a song with that type of beat. Like just the repetition over and over like I kind of I kind of I think I kind of wanted more of a for a rap album I think that she was too I don't think it was enough hip-hop on that song for it to really fit where it fit in and overall I think I could see people enjoying it obviously because that's not the type of song that you're really listening to for lyrics in the first place. You're listening to it because you like the flow and you like the beat of it. But I, I just think that we could have had more from that song and mainly it's because of the hook, but I do. The one thing I will say though, even though it's not a song that I really enjoy or I plan on playing ever again, I appreciate the attempt because that's not something that she would have tried to the, the attempt to be experimental with what meg the Stallion can do is not something that she would have done two three years ago so right just being able to attempt that in the first place and understanding that there may be people like there may be people who love it and there may be people like me who are like this is not for me push it to the side right the acceptance of that and putting the in putting that on the album in the first place is something that i also think is a really good sign for um the next three or four years to come from like yeah
0: I think that I think two of the points you just made are really good and they go really well together. Where even if you don't enjoy the track, you can see it as a building block for like what's going to come. Like like trying that and it's like all right, like we know the verses are going to be clean. Like we know that you know what I mean. They're going to like sound good. The flow is going to be nice. And then I think what you said about charisma. I think there are points in this where when you start to get in the song building is where there are some areas where they might lack a little charisma. I'm glad you said that word actually because I was like trying to figure out the the like way to say it where some of the some of the hooks feel a little i guess basic mm-hmm. you know what i mean and you, you kind of like you you get this verse where she's you know because i think some of her flows get really intricate yeah and then you get you, then you pull out and you get that hook and it's kind of like a it can be a little jarring almost to be like all right but for you to be able to see that as a building block and as like a a, a, a potential launch pad for that to be another part of her her artistry i think is huge because the way so many people judge music right now, they don't see it as a process or so they don't under, like they don't see it as these artists have careers. It's completely like, What have you done for me lately? So it's like this all right, is, this that's is ass. Talking.
1: Don't ever do this again. Don't even try right. to attempt
0: it. Right. And then a lot of people will be like on Twitter and Instagram. I'm sure there's people in the comments being like, yo, don't do this again. Like all I wanna hear is like hawker shit. All I wanna hear is like bars. All but there's Tina Snow. Exactly. But for her to try that put it where it was it doesn't seem like it's going to be like all right that was my last attempt at something like that mm-hmm.
1: and I also think that it's smart of her to do that I don't that song has been made within the last three or four months because hearing the Drake album and then hearing the Beyonce album those are two of the biggest artists in the world right now and they're all kind of shifting their paths towards dance music music so hearing Meg Thee Stallion recognize that and also be able to put her own spin on that as well is it's just a smart record it may not be the best but it definitely has a purpose and yeah i appreciate that i appreciate the purpose in putting that there another song i do want to talk about is um i believe we were talking about plan b earlier um yeah through text uh, yeah um plan b, you love that song apparently. crazy
0: <laughs> Plan b is crazy tell me tell me
1: more about what appeals to you from that song
0: just the instrumental so hard and the way she comes onto it. I think a lot of the time she can really spit, but a lot of the times the flow can sound kind of similar from song to song. Mm-hmm. And it's very like, it's not necessarily like the, it's like her version of the Migos flow, if that makes sense, where it's like hers and every rapper has that. But then sometimes you get that. And I think a lot of that can be because the instrumentals naturally lead her down that path to do like the, it's a little bit quicker, whatever. Plan B to me though that instrumental it has like the hard punches and everything. And she's really talking shit on that one. Like she talks shit in on that one, but sometimes you miss it because she's in and out of stuff. She's talking crazy on that one. And it feels so much like an older, like, and it's really easy to equate everything with like those really like punchy, like whatever to New York shit. But it's like, mm-hmm. it has such an East coast vibe and like the powerful personality that, that, that Meg has obviously like Texas is known for like, you have Beyonce, you got like even someone like Max up cream, like that personality, you can never deny it but that project or that song plan B feels so like, so New York, so East coast to me. And I love it. And that's partially like, that's my favorite kind of music. So it it resonates with me more so than some of the other stuff. But I just think that song goes so crazy. Like from the beginning, she's just like talking to shit and like slowing down the flow a little bit and like letting every like bomb drop to really like sit with you for like a couple seconds, as opposed to like, all right, let me give you this triplet triplet triplet. This one is like, No, I'm giving you bar after bar after bar and I'm letting every single one breathe so every single one sits with you.
1: Yeah, I. That's another one that I put in the same bag as her in terms of I like the attempt. I just think the beat, it it just doesn't, it kind of makes the song sound a little dated. Back to, I guess, building off of your point in terms of how it relates to that old 2000s, New York, 1990s, New York sound. I think the one, I think that, there just needs to be a little extra ingredient on that beat for it to really um, captivate my ear yeah. at least in 2022. But I do, again, the versatility throughout the whole album is something that I really appreciate. And I think that because of that versatility, we're able to say, we're able to have a legitimate argument for this being Megasalian's best project despite yeah. the fact that this is the last one on the label so the label isn't really going as hard and promoting it and all the other hoopla around it i really think this is the best album that she's put forth so far yeah. um, i also like the vulnerability that we referenced earlier in terms of being like songs like not nice anxiety flip-flop um just taking everything that we're seeing happen around her and putting it in the music and everybody because Every all the rumors and everything is on social media now. So everybody, like, it's it's really hard to miss whatever is going on with Meg Thee Stallion in terms of rumors, yeah. especially if you're on Twitter or Instagram or whatever, because some way or another, you're going to be informed by it, whether it's one of your friends or whether a tweet just randomly uh, shows up on your feed or whatever, you're going to be informed by it. So her ability to take that and in a way kind of use it in the same way that some rappers use memes, in terms yeah. of creating that world around well, the world is already there, but now creating or adding an aspect to it with the music with songs like Not Nice, Anxiety, Flip Flop, or yeah. that's something that's really um it, it just I guess the best way to describe this album, if not, because we can argue what is the best album of anybody's career? We can, that's that's a debate that we can have, but I don't think that we can argue that this is her smartest album.
0: No, I, I don't think there's any question. I mean, I think that that's from the album cover on. Mm-hmm. Like, I even think the album cover on this is really like, fits in with everything where it's like that black and white shot with three of her, like, I think, like I said, when some of these these artists get, have trouble with their labels, is almost when their best music comes because they're so pissed off at that situation that it's like it's natural and it like maybe this album wasn't like the most you know what the way that we feel about it maybe this wasn't for her maybe this was like yo I need to get the fuck off this label let me put these 18 <laughs> songs together and then and then go from there right take this car i think i think sometimes that gives us you the most natural like vulnerability with that toughness added into it Cause it's kind of like that. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like this is to get me out of here so I can go do what I want. And I think sometimes that like almost leads to the best music. Like I said, it with endless with Frank Ocean. I'm pretty sure if you're reading this it's too late. I don't think that was like as much talked about, but I'm pretty sure there's a similar situation for that mixtape. And so it just like, even with the lack of promo, that's like almost builds into the mystique of a project like that, where it's like, it, I think it all just fits perfectly together and it. It's given me an entirely new level of respect for Megan Thee Stallion mm, that I, I always really, really, really respected her work ethic and admired like the well-roundedness of like everything from her social media to the music, to the artist she works with, to the honesty she, you know, has expressed and how she's handled certain situations. But this this project, especially knowing it comes from a, a fight with the label, a long-standing fight with the label, I think adds it just adds to it adds to part of it It adds to the mystique it adds to her legacy and i think it really cements her place as as meg the stallion the superstar rapper like just the superstar in general who's willing to stand up like it's a small label it's not like it's not going toe-to-toe with def jam atlantic universal so like you know what i mean it's not that but it's very much like hey I outgrew this label so fast and they've been holding on to me for a couple years. And now it's like, obviously contracts are contract, but at in a way it's like, I'm way too big to be held back now. So like, take this project that's incredible. And then like, I'm out of here. Mm-hmm. Do
1: you remember that commercial with Dwayne Wade when he gets locked in the bathroom or somewhere and he's like, get me out of here for that, that T-Mobile commercial or sprint yes. commercial, one of the two. That's yeah. basically, <laughs> this album is basically that, but in music form. <laughs> Yeah. That's, 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 yeah that's,
0: it's, it's just, it's really refreshing. And I think we got two of those projects last Friday. Mm-hmm. Really refreshing to hear music coming from people's heart. And I think a decent way to put it, and it's not to make it super like, because everything is the universe now, right? Like, there's this universe and this universe. And on HBO, there's hubs for everything and whatever. But for like, and I think for rappers specifically, it is important to create that mystique and that persona around your music. Like, Everyone knows what Jay-Z's whole world is about. You know what I mean? Everyone knows what Drake's whole world is about. Everyone knows what Kanye's whole world is about. Everyone knows like Lil Wayne's. And Meg is building that. And a project like this is monumental for something like that. Because we already have the Meg universe. We have Mm -hmm. the and We've had it a million times. We have the Nike ads. We have all of the already so important stuff. And then this is like a universe inside that one. That's like, it's like you want to go into it. And it just—it's such a building block, and I think it really is going to set her up to like really explode even more than than she already has in in, in the game. Like, I think it's pretty. Un- she's always been undeniable, pretty much since she came out. But I think this album, in, in like the the attitude you're hearing on, it, I think has the potential to make that like completely skyrocket even more.
1: No, I agree. I think that Meg The Stallion probably should be added on another artist that. Within the last five years has one of the few artists who has been able to make a create a genuine fan base. 50,000. I I know I keep saying this and I'm not really the guy who cares about stats, but I think that in this particular situation, the stat really tells the story because 50,000 for any artist. Well, for most artists is a career year. Having 50,000 your first week with little to no promo is insane. Like that, that just only, there's only one way to say that, and that's star. So, um, as we wrap this up, what are your favorite tracks?
0: My favorite tracks are Ungrateful with Key, Lock, Key Glock, sorry, Not Nice, I Like Budget, I Like Red Wine, Anxiety, Plan B, and then Southside Royal uh, and Freestyle.
1: I like NDA, Miss Nasty, Red Wine, Scary, Anxiety, and Flip Flop. You're
0: All missing right. out on Plan B. <laughs> no, nah, I You're think right.
1: I, you could you could have that. You could have all of them if you want. Um
0: I need I need the remix with Remy Ma. Tomorrow. With Remy Ma. Honestly, that might.
1: Let me not let me not get into my little my little um shade room bag. But anyway, um this has been the Cap Podcast, episode 316. That is Taylor McCloud. I am Nate Sperlin. Thank you for watching and listening. Subscribe to the channel and like this video. Like, 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 like. Um, We'll be back when hip hop tells us to be Follow us on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok At Old Milk Media Check out all the Old Milk content at oldmilk.co Check out all the Old Milk Spins playlists On Spotify and YouTube I did that and it was not in order at all But thank you for listening to me do that In no order So we'll be back when hip hop tells us to be And we are out